My name is Brian Pillman Jr. And you're listening to the Jobber Tears Podcast. <laughs> Lord, Lord, fix, help us all. Day 10,286 of quarantine. As always, Jobber Nation, I'm Janelle from HR here with several and Mr. Black. Um, shout outs to our little underground double or nothing green party. I hope, did you guys have fun? Did you guys have a good time? It was cool. I, I had fun. I'm so glad you had fun. I'm glad you came, actually. I will say, you were the wild card, so I'm glad you came. Yeah, no problem. Um, starting before we get into our episode, um, as always, do a wellness check with everyone on queue. What have you guys have been watching this week? Um, so, still watching Power Rangers. Um, I just started the the Jeff um documentary. Shit is wild. Shit is oh. straight wild. This nigga nasty. Top five nastiest man I've ever seen in the world. Okay, wait, so who's the other four? It doesn't matter. Right now, he's on the top. He is, Who are you talking about? Jeff Epstein. Oh. Yeah, so this shit is wild. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on an episode one. I finished episode one, and, th- and this shit was just like, yo... This motherfucker nasty, but he had mad money. Like how you have how you own the island? Wow. And he was friends with like all this top powerful people in the world, you know. And then he committed suicide. They killed him to shut him up. <laughs> they definitely killed him to shut him up. Yeah. But That's yeah, I've do. been watching. I've been watching that, you know. Watching Secure every week, you know, been pretty good last week. Okay, so I didn't watch this last week, so we can't talk about it this week. Terrible, week, terrible, terrible. Next week terrible. we'll talk about. Terrible. We'll do a double terrible. header. Terrible. Like, it, it wasn't bad. I actually liked the last week's episode. So I only saw like the clip of like was it Molly was on? She was on vacation. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So why, Mister Black? Why you said it was terrible? I what said I was it had a terrible. It. You, you're terrible. Because you know what's going to happen today. You should have watched it. No, I for, listen. I was recovering from Saturday's extravaganzas. And what did I watch on Sunday? I need to download that song. I was, I was watching something else. I wasn't watching that. But Ooh. sorry. Uh, Mr. Black, what have you been watching this week? Um, not really. Um, it's like I caught up in insecure. I had one too many um, drinks. That's it. Like I haven't changed my routine at all. That's it. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, you know what? I that's what I watched on Sunday. So I didn't watch Insecure, but I watched <laughs> In Honor of Double Enough, and I watched Slamboree '96 on the network. So that's actually why I didn't watch it because I watched Slamboree instead. And they had a cool concept. It was like. It was the it was kind of like a mixed tag concept, like where you had some tag teams that were actual partners, and then you had other tag teams that were like oh, the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they went through this whole night tournament. 
yeah. as a whole pay per view, mm-hmm. and then the main event was Sting versus the Giant. Yeah, but I kind of like that concept. That's something I feel like that should be revisited. I thought it was dope. Um, what else? Oh, Ooh. Waco on Netflix. What? Waco on Netflix is a must. I'll Everyone check it out. Has to see Waco. Like if you're into like historical shit like that. I watched three episodes yesterday. Shit is wild. Shit, I'll check like, it out. Waco? Waco, yeah. So it's about the guy that had the um, the cult where they, the ATF guys had bombarded the house and they held, they held, each, they held themselves hostage for 51 days in the house. Oh, okay. So was ATF and FBI involved in that? What's ATF? Um, it's something with the firearms. I think it's alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Oh, is this like a real? Thing. What is it like? It's a based on actual. It's based on actual like, what actually happened. So actually, the Netflix series. What uh, sometimes what I like with shows that do it is they'll show actual clips and tapings of like when it happened in real time. So like mm. for instance, there was one scene where they bombarded the house, but when they were kind of like retrieving themselves. You saw a clip of like actual clip of when it went when the officers were coming out of the house. So they did like a kind of like a switch of like actual reality versus like what the show was doing. So it was really dope. It really I thought I think it's super dope. Like if you're into historical shit like that, I definitely would recommend seeing that. Um, oh, another good show I think that both of you would like is called um, Rami. It's on Hulu. I've been watching yeah, that. The, the, that's, yeah. on, that's on my that's on my list. My boy. Um, my boy, he was just like, you need to watch it. I haven't, I haven't had the chance you to watch it. You definitely need to watch it. Like, the both of you, I think, need to watch it because I watched it. it's, it's super... I think it's so funny because I think it's, like, something that really can happen. Like, everything, every episode, I'm like, that could really happen. Like, that's real life. So I caught, like, a commercial of it, and it was the commercial for season two, which comes on Friday, which is in real time today. Um, it comes on Friday, so I was like, oh, shit, season two. Today's Let me Thursday. check out... No, I, well, when you post this, it'll be Friday, in a sense. Oh, oh okay. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, snap, they had a season one. Let me check on that. So I went, and I, I've literally, like, been binging on season one, and I, and I thought of you. I meant to tell you earlier this week to watch it, because it's really, it's super, it's, it's a good random, show. but it's a good it's show. A good show. It's a good show. Like, it takes place after 9-11, um, like a very, very weird period for Muslims, and basically about... A typical millennium, like he's a little bit typical millennium, like finding his faith, measuring his faith between his real life. So it's a pretty great show, actually. Like yeah. just off the first episode, like he was trying to do right by the lady, and she just was oh, yeah. like, no. she was doing the most. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. No. She wasn't doing the most in that car. No. <laughs> she was no. doing the most. To you, because you're vanilla. But ain't nothing new. I'll be that shit. Listen, niggas out here like vanilla. (laughs) Okay. Okay, it's awkward. It's awkward for you because you're vanilla too. No, he's not. Okay. Okay. No problem. Okay. No problem. No problem. He's like, I don't want want the smoke. No, nah, because he can think think what he wants. No. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. If you you find the conversation awkward, 
babe, you got vanilla somehow because it's not an awkward conversation. I mean, it's just two adults to... call another person vanilla, and then you said I had that trust. I'm not. I go, no, All right, but cool. like when you're when you're close, like friends and stuff, like you don't really always want to hear some shit like that. Like I never want to hear about this nigga fucking. Like I don't. Not. That's not want to hear for sure. I don't want to hear. I'll tell that's you, it's awkward for me. I'm entitled to feel awkward. He I'm entitled that. to feel awkward. I never said that. And, and if you feel. I never said that. I never said that. No, you called me vanilla because you I did. Exactly. So I said I'm entitled to feel awkward. It Listen, vanilla. you are vanilla when it comes to certain conversations that you refuse to have. I'm and you're the same way. way. And you're the I same. just said that. I just said that. Well, you guys are very similar. We all are. Like there's certain shit I would not talk about. Like, like for example. All. I don't talk about when people go to the bathroom. I don't want to hear that crap. I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear me, about people going to the party? No, like don't what? don't like don't like don't like describe what you did. So and wait, so so have you ever been on the phone? No, so that's what I'm saying. So wait. What? What? So wait, time out. So if you're on the phone with a girl and you gotta go use the bathroom, are you yes. going to hang up the phone to be like yes. a, a BRB? Or are you just gonna pee on the phone with the person no. on the phone? I'll pee on the phone, but number two, no, I think that's too personal. That's way too personal. I feel like that's so comfortable though. Like you're sitting, you're you're still no, having a conversation. As no. long as you don't hear the little drip, like if you don't no, hear no type exactly. of sound effect, I don't want to hear. You it. should be good. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Like to me, yeah. like I want to. You too. I don't care. Oh well, I'm yeah. Okay. While well, a girl's taking a dump and brush my teeth. <laughs> That's love. I feel like that. There's levels of comfort. Of <laughs> well, listen, 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 listen. When it comes to that topic. I just like I like 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 I cringe. I go Ugh. Ugh. so. People you taking a shit. shit. You sound like you taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you over I just your cringe. Your stomach rumbling. So wait. So okay. Last question before we do get into our episode today. So you have a girl over your house, like an overnight guest. Okay. You not shitting. Um, there's ways around it. You see, because. <laughs> How is there ways around it? <laughs> Simple. Well, I, I think I jumped right it. before sex. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's ways around Like, I got mad <laughs> in the crib. So, trust me, I'm good. I got candles. I got incense. First of all, that's suspect. If, if, if I'm over at a guy's house and I just mysteriously start smelling incense, I'm just going to be like, what's up? Like, what happened? You won't... You won't smell it because the way my house is set up and where my room is, it's on the other end of the house. So you're not going to smell it. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, so let's say you take a shit and you, are you laying back in bed? Are you taking a shower after that? Like, what are you doing? I'm going back into bed. So then you can listen to somebody taking a shit on the phone. Like. I don't want to hear that. I don't. And you think somebody want to lay next to duty booty? No, I don't think so either. They're not going to know that because I know how to work. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to jump in it. Like, only way I'll jump in the shower if I haven't jumped in the shower. Like, I, that's my goal, jump in the shower right after. All right. I mean, I'm just, you know, we, listen, we have, look, Jobber Nation has to get to know all of us. So this is a great way. This is a bonding experience that we're going through, especially during quarantine. So you, you learn something new. This one don't like taking shits while being on the phone. This no, one, he's not vanilla, though. though. I can I can verify he's not vanilla. I'm more vanilla. Than I'm not so saying that he's vanilla. I, we we just covered that into that certain conversations we're all vanilla to. Well, that's yeah, it. but that's just in general, yeah. I'm not saying he is. That's a, that's a, that's why we like when y'all want to talk about bitches and shit. I just be like, mm, I don't I don't want to hear that. I'm okay. 
But yeah, but, but yeah, um, but yeah, like you can talk about dicks. And how I never talked dicks. about. First of all, you guys talk more about dicks than I've ever talked about in over a hundred episodes. Period. So and you guys can. Yes, we are. But I'm just, just saying, like he tried to call. He tried to call a spade a spade just now. And I'm like, hold on. You guys collectively have talked about dicks more than I have. So we're gonna, we gonna start the episode. Yes. So transitioning into that, since that is a bit extreme, um, this past week, and before we kind of get into wrestling, you know, shit, we'll get into like real life, like what's going on in the world today type of shit, because it still affects everybody. It affects us. It affects, you know, millions of people in the country. There's been two separate incidents this past week here in New York, unfortunately, and in um, Minnesota, where here in New York, you can't, uh, a black man can't bird watch. And in Minnesota, a black man says, I can't breathe, and no egg falls on deaf ears. So I do want to bring up the conversation, even though it's a little difficult conversation. It's a conversation we typically don't have on a podcast, but it's super important because, you know, we, we are all people of color. You know, they are they are black men, so this affects them just as, you know, worse as the next person because they, this is their lives. They live it. This could happen to any one of them. It can happen to anybody that we know. So those are the, you know, those are the kind of conversations, you know, we, you know, we owe it to ourselves to have. So, and I found it interesting too, that, you know, you also had like Titus, Titus O'Neil bringing up in his Instagram where he, you know, he voiced how frustrated, hurtful and sorry he feels you had Jay, you had Jay Uso talk about things and he, he definitely is not one to talk about anything political or anything of uh, you know of race, but you know him raising a son of color. You know now he's like I have to think about my kids. Like my kids in America, they're not looked at as white; they look at as black. So, positioning the, the not a question to the table, but basically, what are your thoughts on the past events that's been going on this week in America outside of Corona? Because I keep telling people, don't let coronavirus distract you from the fact that black men are dying. Period. Off of dumb shit. So, who wants to go first? No, you can go first, Mr. Black. Since you missed the Black. That's like a bar high. <laughs> oh. That was funny. Um, <laughs> Tickled himself. <laughs> honestly, like, I kind of feel like um, you got to do the Malcolm X way, B. We tried Dr. King's way many years. Marching, protesting, all of that. At this point, like, you got to fight back. Because I'm not employing to kill anybody, but I'm pointing that, yo, it'd be five cops, it'd be a hundred of us. Listen, you gotta fight back at this point because I'm sick and tired of, 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 of like us getting killed just for being black. Let's tackle the, the, the two different issues. Um, the first issue, my son is chilling there. My son is doing the most whitest thing. The what, ever. yo, do you understand bird how watching. fucked up I was when I found the out he was bird watching? Ever. Bird watching. Bird mother effing watching. Bird fucking watching. Yo, the whitest thing you could do. You know, you don't hear no black person say, I'm going to go bird watching. No, the closest thing we go bird watching, we outside like, oh, what kind of bird is that? The furthest we go. The furthest we go outside. Oh, do you, no, the furthest we go is, you see that pigeon? That pigeon goes too close. <laughs> like, that that's nice. What, you feel like, me? That's what people like, like, we know the basic bird, like the woodpecker, you know, stuff like that, but we don't, like, we're black people. A lot of us, yeah, black I don't know what a woodpecker is. Wait, <laughs> you never, you never seen a woodpecker? Yeah, from nah. the woodpecker show. 
You never seen that in a cartoon? Not in real life. Where am I going to oh. see a woodpecker in New York? I've seen I've seen a bald eagle. Yeah, me too. Me too. I saw a bald eagle. I saw bald a falcon. Eagle. You know, I see a lot of those stuff. But generally, us us black people, we don't go bird watching. And the fact that all the guy said is, "Yo, put your dog on a leash." And technically, she's going against the protocol of the park because you have to put your dog on a leash, and she refused to do that. She lied, and we live in a world where, like, it's usually us, our word against their word, and people forget, you know, the, the um the um Jim Crow era, civil rights era. That's not too long ago, you know. Some that's sixty some years ago. We know people sixty five. We know people who's eighty years old. And then we know people who's 90, 100 years old that who've been through all those eras seeing that, wow. We talk to certain, some of them, they'll say the same thing, like, yo, things have not changed. It just got televised. So that just hardened and just sickened to me, like, dang, we can't do nothing. Second of all, let's talk about the man in, um, in Memphis. Yo, he is Minnesota. Memphis? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota. Um, here in Minnesota, like he's very close to, you know, Steven Jackson, you know, um, they're very close. Some people thought that they was brothers because they look so much alike. Steve's actually even said he's five years older than him. He's better than him in basketball. And he's the type of person where like, um, DJ Emmy's like, yo, how's he? He's actually, question about his character, like, yo, my son is a good dude. He's a gentle giant. He won't hurt nobody. He, Steve actually is the only one who can call me for something. He called me when he needs something. Not because I need something, I mean, sneakers. He said one time he called them and said, yo, bro, I need some clothes. He sent them clothes. And it just showed you he was, like, he's from Texas. When he was out there, turning his life around, doing the right thing. And now one time in the video, he was literally outright, none of that. He just said, yo, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Called out for his mother, his sister, people, family member, and he died on screen. And we literally, like, being... We literally videotaped it, and this man, like, why it takes it so long for it to get, even get, you know, convicted, you know? And it sucks. And I get it because I'm in a union at my job, and the union job is to basically get you out of bad situations. But at some point, you got to take away your job and look at it from the human side, like, yo, bro, y'all mother effing savages, stop killing these black people. I'm not going to represent you. That's it. I could lose a couple of dollars. But... At the end of the day, and it hurts now because we all together in one in this. Then once everything settled down in a couple of weeks, we on to the next. And during this time, us black people, one thing I have to get on as far as us is we got to stick together through thick and thin. I'm sick and tired of black people putting like a measurement on another black person talking about if you don't eat collard greens, you don't do this, you ain't black enough. You can't dance, you ain't black enough. If you like this, you ain't black enough. Okay, when the cops are shooting us, they don't get a list and says, oh, let me check the requirements to see how black you are. No. Once they see your skin, it's on sight. So this is what I'm saying. For as black people, we got to be united. We got to show unity among these times and continue to show unity beyond this time. Listen, I'm sick and tired of niggas talking about with Coons, oh, Uncle Tom's, all of that. Yo, listen, for the people who actually try to do something, just because it may not align how you feel like the world should be, you should not be today. Like, you should not call another black person certain stuff just because you need to time out, open your mind up to stuff that, that that person is saying. And I'm just saying that me as a black man, we need unity. 
unity, 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 unity. And I'm sick and tired of many people preaching the same exact thing from the 80s, from the 90s, to the 70s. We got to be united. Got to be united against uh, the force of evil that will try to put us down, you know. And us being an original man, we ever have forces against us until the end of the time. Until we unite and stay united and understand that we are greater in numbers, but we're not greater when we are separated. Bars. All right, so Wilkins, you have the floor. Um. Well, it's, all, it's, all, it's like a lot of layers to this, to, to everything, as we all know. Um. So, like he did, he, he talked about a couple of things. So I'll piggyback and make it a little bit quick. When it comes to the bird watching situation, that the main issue there is you are so entitled that you don't feel you have to listen to anybody else. So when he asks you nicely, "Hey, put a leash on your dog," you you felt your entitlement got hurt. Yeah. So then, because you know how society is when it comes to a black man, you, you called the police. That's what you did right there. And then, shout out to Black Twitter, because they got on it real quick. And she was fired from her job. She was fired from her job. Um, the dog was taken away from her. But it's, white I think people love their dog. And I think she should be charged. Well, it was a rescue dog. Anyway. It was a rescue. It wasn't really. It was like a, some adopted type so of thing. So it was like, yeah, like she was in the process of taking the dog, but it was a rescue dog. But regardless, she was out here hurting the dog about it more than anything. Her. Yeah. But he just asked simply, hey, can you put a leash on your dog? Because the sign says, put a leash on your dog when you're in this area. Mm-hmm. So are you that entitled? And do you think you're that above people of color, especially black people? That you can't, you can't just put a leash on your dog. So then you, you get the other layer, which is she knows that the cops are going to believe her over him. Because she, before she called the police, she said, I'm going to call the police and say that an African-American is, is bothering me. Oh, like, like she had a whole plan. She, so she was planning to hurt the guy because she knows how cops react to a black person. Right. Yep. And number two, we talked about the, the Minneapolis situation, which is Minnesota. And this is what I always say. And, and I'm sorry this is going to make him off the wrong way. Most cops are wild pussy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, and I don't mean to disrespect the good ones, but I'm going to talk about the ones that are bad. If you watch the video, homie is chilling. Homie was not resisting arrest. Homie was like, all right, cool. You got it. It's four of y'all. All with guns. All with guns. And you jump on top of him. And then he's telling you, hey, I cannot breathe. Get Get your knee off my neck. You couldn't move it? He already handcuffed. He already handcuffed. There's already four of you on top of him. You can't move your You can't move your knee? And, and, and that's what it, and that's the problem because they don't see black lives as being real lives or human. Like it's just regular human shit. It's, it's not. It's not even. It's not even. We're not considered humans. We're not considered as good as dogs. 
Like that's that's the crazy part about it. And I'm gonna say this part, and, and we might lose some listeners, but I'm gonna be honest. If you are honest with yourself and you're not black and you're Hispanic that looks white and you're not supporting this, like talking about, hey, this needs to change, I can't fuck with you. I'm be- I'm just I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Because don't apologize for your behavior. No, 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 no. I, I need no, to. I'm need second to, time I, 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 Oh no! Hold on. Let me. Let me finish. Let me. Let me. Let me finish. Because you hang out with us, you talk to us, you do whatever. But when shit hit the fan, where are you? And this is this. This is this is reality. Yeah. This 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 is this is reality because you're talking about sticking together, but we all need to come together because the problem is, is the division. So if you're standing over there and you're watching me get killed or watching people that look like me get killed and you're not saying anything about it, are you with them? Are you with me? Sucks. Sucks. So it, it, Sucks. it's it's a touchy subject and, and it really bothers me because if I have a son, is he gonna be okay? God, I thought the same thing. I was like, yo, and I, I spoke to I spoke to Brittany about that last night. I said, yo, it makes you think like, you know, this has been going on for shit, even before we was born and shit like that. But it really puts you in perspective. Like when you in that age and you in that space where kind of you, you know, you in your thirties now and you really thinking like, yo, if I have a family, like I, I gotta raise a black little boy in some shit like this, like it makes you really think about some shit like that. It makes you really just try to put things in perspective because that's not easy. Like that's not easy as a as a parent to have to sit your child down and explain to how you need to react to cops. It goes back to the um remember at All American when they yeah. got pulled over and what's his face? I don't never remember his name, the dark skinned one. But I was calling him Diddy's son. That's not his name. He wasn't Diddy's son though. But the the um the main character was the one that you know his mom you know living where he lived that knew how to react to cops knew what to do and light skin one was like oh, I don't know why we didn't do anything and it's just like his father didn't really teach him how to really you, regardless if you light or dark if you're not white you black and and, and and that's and that's and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand people don't hey. understand is like regardless of how privileged you are. This is the old Kanye line. You saw a nigga in the coop. <laughs> and you just a few shades lighter than I am. But guess what? We all in the same boat. We all in the yep. same boat, and we're still gonna be harassed. But it, it's the bigger the bigger thing is that why aren't we being treated like humans? That's the, the million dollar question. Because say... you watch hold on, hold on. You watch all these these fucking school shooters, people who blown up fucking um, churches, they get arrested. Not us. Not us. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. They Not get arrested. They, they, they get arrested. I don't see none of them with a knee on their neck. They Not even. Burger King. Burger King. My man and shot up a whole back. church. He was arrested yeah, and he was taken better. to Burger King like my brother just said. And he was he taken was to arrested. Burger King. He was arrested. But the situation that we're talking about in, in uh, Minnesota... Homeboy was suspected of doing forgery. A ten dollar bill. Suspected. Not it was nothing guaranteed, but they, they they didn't know. 
So the, so the manager called the police because it was forgery and homeboy was not resisting arrest. The problem was he was black. And he's big and black. He's a big guy. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I do not care. Because I've seen bigger dudes handcuff on them. I put nicely into nicely into the into the back of the police car. We're not respected. That's the problem. And sometimes I've always said, as you know, I always say, you get punched in the mouth, you got punched a nigga back in the mouth. <laughs> Physically or, or, or like in, in a deep way, you know what I mean? It's just it, it's it's a it's a time. It's it's a weird space because you know you sit here and you know we already are all of everybody across the world is going through a pandemic. So you already got you know one killer that's already killing people in minority communities because they don't have the resources or they have the underlying conditions because they don't have the resources to help those conditions. So we already being taken out by some other shit and some shit that could be avoided is what's really killing people. I, I know we're gonna get off this subject, but one of my close friends, his mom is a former cop. John, right? Yeah, John. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to say his name on, on this on the podcast. But John's mom is a cop. Was a cop. She she retired. And I remember when probably like five years ago, six years ago, I was like, "Hey, how many times have you used your gun?" Ooh. She told me I've only pulled my gun out twice. And I've been on the force for 15 years. So what I'm trying to get at is that a lot of these, your your gun and physical force is the last resort, not the first resort. Because your job is to protect the people, not hurt the people. So if you're put in a situation and things are going left, you talk your way through that situation first. You calm the person down. You get a person into the right mindset, and then you arrest them. Now, when I when I said that cops are wild pussy, is that they see a person of color, especially black men, they get scared off the rip. Off the rip, they're scared. So instantly, you know how when you're scared, you're thinking, I got to defend myself. Mm-hmm. So instantly, they're ready, they're ready to start scrapping. But... If you come in there calm because you know black people, because your mentality is not black people are evil, you go, hey, you're going to try to calm the situation down. But they don't do that because they don't see us as regular people. They see us as monsters. But that's my take. That's my take. I'm sorry that I went off. No, no, you didn't go off. You take really, actually, you did way better than I thought you was going to do. I mean, like, like, honestly, like, this is some of everything, like, they don't see us as humans. And the one thing I have to realize, like, we are a different generation when it comes to, like, training. Because, like, <clears throat> you brought up something about John's mom. The difference between her and our, like, a lot of us is just, like, a lot of us now come from a lot of, like, bad background, a lot of cops. And, you know, I'm not making excuses for them, but this is why they should go intensive training as far as just not on the physical side of law side, but also on... All right, 
I'm gonna pair you up with somebody. You're gonna walk the beach. You're gonna walk on to learn the people. You know, I learned that from a Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was an episode where the sergeant he got demoted, and um, Terry Crews character said that you're gonna walk the beat. He walked the same beat over and over and over and over again. What I got from that is he got familiar with the people. You know, and during his route, he he was end up learning a second language because he was around some people for so long. And that's the one thing that either that they got trained in training, like they got they got they got to change it for that people be familiar with it. We all got our own little prejudice due to um due to due to, due to social media. Who's just telling you grow up? You know, us growing up, you know, we got taught that Chinese food is actually rat and stuff like that, but that's not actually true. And you know, it's good though. I don't care if it is rat. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. That's all another subject. Like, like, that's all another subject. I don't care. It does hate it. So, so <laughs> we got trained to to think that all Asian people are smart, but when we a lot of Asian people, they're not. They're not smarter than nobody. It's just this. They're just smart. It's just their upbringing is a lot different. So what I'm saying is just like, yo, cops need more training. And us as people is, we can't like at this point. That's why I said to some of everything, we gotta come together. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what we wear, no matter why Shay look like that. That's hot in my room. <laughs> like, like, um, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, we only need target. The man was doing the most whitest. Yo, I I can't even. That's all I've been saying is, my guy was bird watching. Bird watching. That's not peaceful, dogs. She said, uh, first of all, what African American male is going to attack you? And he bird watches as a hobby. Like it's not even. He's on some committee. But it's, it's, he it's is a Harvard graduate. Like he just, he just said, he just said, "Yo, yo, ma, put a leash on your dog, because they're not supposed to have your dog out here." Why? Like, I'm and doing you, like I'm doing you a solid. Yeah, and then the thing is, you are you're so entitled. There's a sense of entitlement. Like you're so entitled that you couldn't take orders from another person. But you know what? That's why we got wrestling sometimes. Facts, but but before we uh, switch gears, because I like the transition. <laughs> um, another thing that I have watched and I highly recommend on if you have Amazon Prime is Black and Blue. What's that? I, it's the movie oh, with a girl, um, the cop, the girl. Oh, cop that's my joint with Tyrese what? in it. Yo, it was so good. Oh, it's good. Yo, it was ma- it 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 Action. makes you think of the times that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. It's so mm. relatable. Like you was okay, like, I'll, I'll, check, I'll check it out because it's on. I can order it on my TV. Yeah, oh, no, okay. I, I highly recommend it. It's so Another good. Thing to watch right now is um, Tales from the Hood. Woo! I'm not watching that. I'm not watching Listen, that. I'm telling you, man. There was one episode. Oh, there was one part of the movie they talked about. There was a mayor, like he was like a politician, fighting to get bad cops out the streets, whatever. Right? Of course, cops the cops stopped them and beat them up. Right? Nah. My son got revenge. My son got psychic, psychic powers. He became a zombie. He fought the cops at the very end. Oh, you know, like, he did something like... Yeah, he, Wait, he, what he are you watching? Yo, tell How do we go time. from a movie where it relates to the times that we are living in to... It does relate to the time. Hood. Because <laughs> he... It was he turned into he a zombie. He yeah, he got psychic powers. Yes. And he got psychic powers. Yes. 
Yes, and after that, he took a black guy. He watched him die. He made him, you know, like um, like he killed all the other two cops. The last cop was part of his picture. They made, um, they, 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 they made the, the guy look like a crack whore because they put crack in him and killed him. What? So, so no, at the end, they're done. <laughs> they're done. I mean, what? what you can do is what I don't. What are you watching? Like. It's called Tales from the Hood, man. I know like, what it's called. It's just, it's, I don't, it's, I don't get it. It's Get Out before Get Out. Like Get Out. Like if you want to watch, like the idea where he kind of got it from. Tales As from a Hood. zombie, though. Listen, at the end, like he got power. He took all like syringes, and then he pinned them against the wall. Pew 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 pew. Shot a mass syringe crack, and then like, um, like he mounted <laughs> to the wall, and then he got crucified across. Wow. So where can people watch that show? Oh, you can watch it on Stars. It's okay. not a show, it's a movie, yeah. You know? All right, if you, you, you got the bullet on the budget, Stars app, go for it. It's funny, because I actually, that's how I saw Black and Blue, because I have Stars on my Amazon Prime. So, and I've been trying to take it off, actually, since Power ended, and I can't, I don't know how to do it. So, when I went you on Saturday, I said, oh, snap, um, not Saturday, on Sunday, I said, oh, snap. I said, I said, oh, black and blues on. I actually wanted to go to the movies to see it, and I didn't get to do it. Um, it was good. But yeah, but we're going to transition back into wrestling. Um, so this week's topic is Vincent Kennedy McMahon resentful. So this week on Talking Jericho, Jericho actually brought up um, about he had, um, I think he had it with Zack Ryder and um, Kirk Hawkins, uh, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins yeah. on his podcast this week. Um, but Jericho spoke about how some of the talent um, not being pushed because they go over on their own. They don't. They don't have the machine, as Mister Black likes to talk about. They don't have the machine pushing them. They are pushing themselves. So the question to the table: um, Do you think Vince um, purposely doesn't push people because they do it on their own? And do you see? Is there someone that's currently on the roster that is over without the company making them over? Um, this rap game, this rap game, I ain't selling my soul for this rap game. Like I've always said, wrestling and hip-hop coincide because WWE is like universal death jam. And it's a, and Vince does not like you if you Put yourself over. That is a hundred percent facts. Yep. Every wrestler has spoken about that. The machine has to be behind you, and they have to be the one that's doing it. Because Taz said it. We we mentioned this before on the podcast. Taz debuted it. He got a massive pop, and he was angry because he was like, "Fuck, no, nope. this is not good." But yep. they video packaged Taz so well leading up to when he debuted. So yeah, but, but it was a bigger <laughs> pop than, 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 they, than, they, than they thought it was going to be. I and guess. Like, I was just like, Zach, what was you going to expect? Zack Ryder's another example. They should and have, he they in New York. Like, he debuted in New York. Like, New York. Like, that was silly. Yeah, but Zack Ryder's another example where they should have seen where he could have went with it. Am I 100% feel that's the way it is? No. But a good 80% of me feels that way. And what, to answer your second question, or your main question, who on the roster right now uh -huh. has gotten like an outside type of 
who's like, over with the fans but hasn't gotten a push from the machine? Um, nobody really, except I can kind of, I can ar- kind of argue for Bianca Belair. I can kind of argue for her a little bit because she hasn't been on TV in a while. And the consensus within the, the black wrestling community is that she needs to be on TV and she hasn't been on TV. But the thing is, is that you're going to put her on TV. And that's the thing I kind of like to catch 22 with. You put her on TV, you put her against a whole bunch of people that's been either that you're going to put her against a jobber or you're going to put her against someone that's been in the, um, in the PC. You're going to do that every week. You're still going to complain that that's what she's doing, but she's on TV. So would you rather that be the option where she jobs, you know, she continually continuously gets jobs and it feels like a waste of time or do you hold her until you have something that is meaningful and that can actually work and show off everything, the whole package? Because I'd rather wait. She should have been left on NXT. I told you guys that. She shouldn't have been, she shouldn't have been, <sighs> she shouldn't have been put up, to, uh, brought up to Raw. She should have been left at NXT and then she could have been in that very I think she's on the wrong school. brand. I think on NXT, I don't think, I feel like the way that they I don't know which way they're going because they got Charlotte as champion and that's just a whole can of worms that I don't think they're prepared for really. But unless they really are going to put over Rhea, which makes the most sense. But I just think Bianca's on the wrong brand. I think she should have been on SmackDown. But that's just me. Well, because her husband is on Raw. That's what yeah, they exactly No, that I get. Yeah. That's the reason why, um, but she should have stayed on NXT. Um, all right. Um, talk about like um, his comments on Talk to Jericho. You know me. I'm a big fan of... Um, of, um, of the I'm a big fan of... Mm-hmm, I'm a big fan of him. I was there for the rise. I was literally watching all his YouTube videos, everything. So I'm a fan. And Art Anderson said the same thing when it when it was referencing Zack Ryder. Like they don't like no no. Actually, it was a different topic. It was they was talking about um, Bray Wyatt and um, Ray Orton, right? Bray Wyatt and Ray Orton. You remember that when Ray Orton joined the Wyatt family? You always just like what the hell is this? This that a third, but. Let's take away the WrestleMania match. Him on the Wyatt family, we gave him another edge to his carry that he needed because it gave him that mysterious, that dark side, that whole like, dang, Ray Orton could really could snap at any moment. And you realize it got bigger and bigger and bigger. When he wanted, like, shout out to Ray Orton being the king of the king of Survivor Series. Like, there is Mr. WrestleMania and there's Mr. Survivor Series, Ray Orton himself. Randall. And you heard Randall bought a whole plane? Plane. Flexing. That's what you do. Um, How you flex on the pandemic? Because <laughs> um, yeah, he gets paid $4.1 million a year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, the, and like, you remember that pop that he got when they did that combo together? The whole arena loved it. And they said the office didn't like that because they got over on their own. This is why that ended the way it does. And CM Punk said it the best. Like, he should have been a billionaire by now. Because why not push a guy like Zack Ryder? Why not advertise the Instant Championship? Why not push a guy like um, San- Santino? That year, he was the last person in the, uh, he was the last person at the Royal Rumble. People went crazy. He was over to the point, him and Daniel Bryan, elimination chamber, going at it. The crowd was ready for him to be champion. But yet, they didn't do nothing. They didn't do much with him. Because he got over organically by himself. 
literally. And it's ridiculous. And Zack Ryder mentioned something. It was when, um, I forgot, it was in, in New York. I forgot which event. Everybody cheered his name. Zack, 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 Zack. Oh, it's probably like, any Raw that was in Long Island or here. Right, 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 right. I don't remember. And Zack. And then everyone's chilling there. And then Zack getting pumped up. Triple H is like, let me talk to you. And then he's like, yo, finally, Triple H's going to say a whole bunch of stuff to me, blah, 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 blah. And then Triple H said, yo, you dyed your hair? Mind you, he had fresh tips. Freshen up, save him more for week to week. Triple H said, you dyed your hair? He's like, I just freshened up my look. And then he was just like, what's wrong with you? The office don't like that, blah, 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 this, that, a third. And Zach Ryan said that out of everything he could say to me, that's the only thing you worry about, my freaking tip. You can encourage, like, yo, you did it, kid. You got this way on your own. And that's when Zach Ryan realized that. He joked around, said, oh, I could have started off, like, you know, me getting demoted out of the car. Ha <laughs> ha. Kind of laughed about it, but that alone is ridiculous. That a man who get, um, got over, didn't do anything out of his, didn't, 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 didn't disrespect WWE brand, actually brought him up, actually usher in the YouTube era for WWE, basically make the company look good. And this is how they this is how they repay him. Like literally, even after he got demoted, people still chatting Zack Ryder. Literally. This man is a walking money, but Vince didn't see that because it's not technically a person that he wanted to push. Look at Christian. This man had to go to impact. Impact, I'm sorry, during the time TNA, just to get like, yo, just to get respected. Even, even, even when he came back, he was just like, yo, he didn't get the respect that he needed because, you know. He just, he just never did it. According to Vince, he was ugly. So, mm-hmm. along as you in Vince's world, like, there's only one man who control your destiny, and that's Vince. So, when it comes to all of this, the greatness and stuff like that, I get it. When it comes to wrestling, it's so hard to mention the greatness because there's people who are better than the one that we said who are great, but never got that push because they rubbed the reporter. Like, they, they did, like, rub someone the wrong way. Shout out to Brock Gunn. My son that won the whole tournament. And as a, as a reward, you go against Butterbean and got a barrack on national TV because their guy didn't win. Come on, dogs. Imagine if Bob got actually oh. pushed them, went against Austin, two hard neck gritty niggas going at it. Money. You know, Austin was still successful, but imagine that it could set him over the edge if actually went behind Bart Gunn. Matter of, there's so much what ifs when it, when it comes to WWE and other federations too. Yeah, I was going to say, there's just a whole bunch of what-ifs yeah, in wrestling. What is, what is, That's just in general. What is a bunch of whole whips? A whole bunch of what-ifs. And it just shows you that it just sucks that they lost a talent like Zack Ryder. And who knows if he will ever come back. Because he realized when everything opened up, the amount of money he'll get for merch, the way that he know how to get stuff over, come on, man. And that sucks that you get over for doing your job right. And he mentioned something, too. And Kirk Hawkins said that every year... At a party, they should say that, oh, grab the brass knuckle, da 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 da. Make people go, you know, the brand new year, grab the brass knuckle. And Kirk Hawkins said, after Zach got over by himself, brass ring. Stopped, uh, the brass ring, they said that they stopped doing that speech. Well, that's so actually, I have a bonus question. A bonus? Because it, it was something that I spoke to um, Zuka right before y'all called. Me. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it was not because, because we talk about wrestling all the time. But do you think that the guy, do you think when someone is released, does that help or does that hurt the indies? 
does that help or hurt the indies? Mm-hmm. It depends. The it depends how you look at it. So there's there's two ways you can look at it. You can look you can look at it as it hurts the indies. So for instance, you have a top guy. I don't know. I'm I'm throw a name out there. Ken Rusev. Rusev, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Ru, Ru, Rusev starts going through the indies, and he's taking somebody's spot. He's, he's, mm-hmm. and people always say taking somebody's spot. And I'm, I, I'm a little iffy about that because you took somebody's spot too when, when you get booked. But we'll keep it on this side for a second, then I move to the other side. So a guy like Rusev is in the Indies, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, guys who come from these huge promotions, WWE per se, maybe AEW. They want things a certain type of way. So that means, hey, I have to win all my matches. There was rumors that when Cody was on the indies, that was the way he was. He said, I can't I can't lose. I have to win by by pin. Oh, absolutely. So this is this is how it is. Now, is it that hurting the indies? Yes, because you could have some dude, let's say, for instance, I'm going to throw another name out, Ken Broadway's fighting Rusev, right? And Rusev beats him clean. And it really does nothing for Rusev. And what does it really do for Ken? It diminishes the character. It makes you lose trust in, in value. It actually devalues you. Exactly, like, whereas, exactly. Whereas the wrestler himself, he may not, he actually may not see that. He may see it as the opportunity to learn but as a person watching it outside in, it, it devalues the situation. And, and, and the other side, the other side is this. You get a guy like Rusev. That's a fucking draw. People are going to come to the show to see him. They're, they're going to come to the show. So you got a packed house. Everybody's going to get paid. Promoter makes money. Wrestler makes money. Right? Yeah. It gives a good look for this independent promotion. Like, yo, we they got Rusev. And then you go to you go to that show for Rusev, but you see a bunch of other stars. You'll see a smiley. You'll see a, an Evander, <coughs> Evander James. You'll see um a fucking give me another name. Give me a random another name. name. Big Big Boy. Big game leader. You'll see um, Midas. You'll see you'll see you'll see a, a different people like yo. Oh, oh, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Like you get a big name so people can come into that ecosystem that you already have established for yourself. And which side am I more on? I think I'm more on it helping the indies because it brings more eyes to it. Brings more eyes to it. Do I understand the hurting part? Yes, of course. But at the same time, you kind of you kind of got to take a backseat. If a superstar steps in, you might get gain a fan. Like Ken Broadway losing to Rusev, yo, that Ken Broadway dude was good. I'm gonna follow him on, on social media. Or that Ken Broadway dude was good. You know, I'm gonna buy his shirt. Or that Ken Broadway was good. I'm gonna come to the next show to see him fight. That's the side that you got to kind of look at. I see it more that way. I do get what other people are saying, how it's hurting it. 
but I get the more of you get a superstar, a big name like Rusev to come to your show. Shit, I'm gonna watch this shit, and okay. I'm gonna watch this because it's gonna lead to other things. Okay, Mr. Black, real quick, do you think someone that just released does it hurt or does it help the indies? I'm going. I'm going more of like it helps because okay. I'm like. Ooh, um, you both I'm, agree on something. Check that um, out. God I'm good. Tell you why it helps, right? Um, because everyone eats. Everybody. Because shout out to us, you know. Um, shout out to Mr. Black. You know, Sean Wilkins. You how know, do you? HR, you I was about to say, how do you shout out yourself? <laughs> because like I could do that, you know. I edit this, so doesn't matter. <laughs> So shout out to us because you know Leroy. I mean, uh, Leo Rush got released. We were able to book him to have an interview, and he able to tell his piece. And now, if if he a uh, Leo Rush go to like a House of Glory, he meets a guy like um, um, the Ghetto Samurai. He looks at him like, "Yo, you pretty good." Because let's say that he's like Cody, like, "Oh, I can't lose." Best believe, I saw Cody match in Indies. He made people get. They, he made sure people make people look good. You know, he may have always won, but people look good at the same exact time. Like um, that dude, uh, the bro on um, NXT, the one who fought in the um, in the um, in the, Matt in the, Riddle. Um, Matt Riddle. I saw him. You him know Matt Riddle. Matt, <laughs> I forgot. It's just in my mind. Him versus Matt Riddle, House of Glory. I saw that match, and I got it's like okay, so I got familiar who was Matt Riddle, and. So next to me, I'm asking Ronaldo. I'll be wrong. Who's this dude? Oh, Matt Riddle's nice. Just like my brother. He knows all up. the little ROH right. records. I was like, oh my God. Right. He, he so, knew he, he blabbed about Adam Cole before Adam Cole was household name. So a guy like Ronaldo, you know, something like is when he said next to you, and he said, who's this guy? Look him up. I don't know about Matt Riddle, you know? And a lot of us who are in these shows are hardcore wrestling fans. So someone might say, oh, you always be losing. But for people like me who coming in, a podcast like, yo, who is this guy? I'm going to interview him. Right then, that wrestler that who lost the Rusev, who lost the Rusev, that's community with Rusev, now he got exposed to different podcasts who may want to talk to him. And because there may be an owner there, Joe Kim, look at that like, oh, who's this Ken Broadway dude? Let me book him for my show. So then he ended up booking more and more. Ken Broadway get exposure. Now, Cole might come to the show. I like Ken Broadway. Boom. You know, great example is Yaya. You know, um... Yaya was at a um, BCW event, you know, and I think I booked that, um, he got booked at Battle Club, you know, because of reaction. Now, now Yaya is in himself in position to potentially win himself a potential chance at the Battle Club Championship, the chance of that, because he got himself, like, he got himself over. Like, let's even go back. The match was in triple threat match. It's in the Fatal 4-Way in the summertime. Yaya lost, but people remember Yaya because the effort he put in and how he had the whole crowd behind him. Because you have to understand is, as a wrestler, that's like never break it, as a entertainer, like, moments like that, you make sure that you get your stuff in, in the most respectful way, but not make someone else look bad. So, people being in the indies, Russo being in indies, it helps indies so much because it puts money back into that. Someone who casually only watch WWE may be like, Rusev at House of Glory? Oh, okay, I live up the block? Freaking. Let me check some TV out. Rusev. And wait for Rusev he learned so much other people. Now, you got another person in these. Now, that any person to another person, another, another person, another person, that in these growing so much. At the end of the day, if you threaten by anybody towards your position, you got to check yourself. 
and look yourself in the mirror and understand that, yo, you got to work with you internally because no man, nobody should intimidate you at your spot. And like, if, if, if no man should do that. No man. Only person you should fear by losing your spot is God. And let's say you lose your spot, understand, dang, how can I reinvent myself to make myself go to the next extra level? So at the end of the day, competition is good, baby. Like, what are you going to do with your opportunity? You know, shout out to Nile Rose going against um, going against Marquis Marquis. To him, he's like, yo, man, that was a great experience, blah, 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 blah. He has that experience, wrestling a transgender wrestler. Because he had that experience, he could tell someone else that experience, like, all right, he may be kind of uneasy working with transgender, he could make it more easier because he had that experience. So imagine, like, prolific, you know, the trio going against the new day, Godfrey, they get released. That was a big match for them. They over here gloating this, that, a third, you know, because they may have laws, but the new day will make sure they look good also because everybody wants a good match. Child to RIP to Chad, you know, the fact that he still connected with Isaiah, make sure he was good, this, that, that. They were sending him tape. You know, he didn't have to do that. But the fact that he did that, he's elevated the next man up. So I'm all for this. Come to the Indies, better it. You know, Kirk Hawkins. Like, he's the fact to say that, yo, now I have to run shows. Because he's a former WWE person, he draws shows. He's able to have a draw so his students can eat. Now, people say, oh, Kirk Hawkins didn't go to the school, blah, 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 because he has a household name. So it's always an up and up where somebody could add on to it. People who may take away, they don't last in the Indies, not at all. But people who's all about the ecosystem, put it back into it, they last the longest. Shout out to Chad, RIP to him. Everybody still talk about something he did for them from people in the people who are AEW, WWE, in the Indies, sending, like singing his name, singing his praises because he understands that I got to continue this next man up. It's how you feed the ecosystem. Okay. I just, I find it interesting you both agreed on something. So that was really cool. Um, but the conversation that me and Zook had was more like, I What's use, your opinion? I, my opinion, it's a catch 22 because you have. My example when our conversation was um, Heath Slater. So Heath Slater coming to an indie show, cool. Uh, he draws people great, but the other side of it is there's another guy that could have had a spot on the card. Now they don't because Heath's on it. So okay, that's fine and dandy. The one thing though that it, it kind of sucks on the indie side of things is Outside of their rate for a match, they make their money on merch. And when you have somebody that, like a Rusev or a Zack Ryder that comes out with a new shirt, they on the indie scene versus an indie guy that you just watched for the first time. Whose shirt is you buying? Both. You, uh, you may, but Times out of ten, you gonna buy the guy that has been on WWE and that you're a fan of, and that you want to meet and greet, and that you want to show love to. So that's kind of like the the uh, side to it is like it 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 takes away from them making an opportunity to make a little bit more money sometimes when you have a big name like that because the focus is gonna be on the big name. It's not gonna be focused on the people that's either been in the been in the school or that has um that has been on the card for years and years and stuff like that so those are kind of like the 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 hit the highs and lows 
when it comes to having someone come on a show that's been like on the main stage in a sense. So can I say something? Yeah, go. So, to talk about what you just said. Um, so for instance, you are right. That person might buy a Rusev shirt instead of buying a Evander James shirt. Because especially during times like this, a lot of people aren't, are out of work. They're not making money. So wrestling oh, does listen. come back up. People are, people are going to have, it's going to be hard for them to, to cough up $25 or even $50 for two shirts. But they may, but listen, people will find a way when there's a yeah, way. But, but, but I'm just saying, so if they're short on cash, they're probably going to get a Rusev shirt. You are right about that. But how does it change if another top indie guy is there, is, is there anyways? Because, once again, I only have $25. If your brand is ain't, ain't, ain't up there like that, I'm going to go for the, the top indie guy that was right there that I just saw. So I'm going to get his shirt in general. Wrestlers in general, just like our, any type of artist, are attention whores. We know this. That's, that's how they are. They're, they're entertainers, they're performers. That's why they do what they do. So they are always going to feel, regardless if it's Rusev or if it's Sir Wilkins, that you oh, took yeah, their spot. Oh, yeah, because you, you, you was about to be way over and <laughs> niggas was sick. And, and that, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Because I'm not Rusev. I'm training. I know, I, the thing is, just like you, I'm putting in the work. It's just that I've been doing it a lot longer than you when it comes on the brand side. So regardless, people are going to feel some type of way, regardless. No, yeah, I mean, that's why it's, it's I, that's why I like it, you when I talk with you. It's more of like, it's, it's a conversation. It, no, no, it just no, could no, be a no. random thing. I, and, and I get what you're and I get that side because it does suck the air out the room somewhat when you have a big name in there. But at the same time, it's more on the, the long game. Oh, Rusev is on this card? Aight. Who are we having a match with? We're going to blow this out the water. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. So, so, for instance, before we change sub sub subjects, the Hog Show that had fucking Adam Page, the, um, basically the Elite. The Elite was in the building. Do you, do you remember how packed that place was? Mm-hmm. And now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you something else. Remember the ghetto ninja came out for that for that? And that six and that six and that six way? Yeah. Yep. Where everybody was like, oh he was gonna win, but he didn't win. No. But everybody was talking about him the next day. Oh, see, like I told you, he was like hot I told you. on social media. He lost the match. But he got himself over. It's and I get it, and I totally get it, and I get both sides. That's why we're having this conversation of like, damn, this guy's this guy's here is gonna take like my shine. But at the same time, if you got if you're underneath that little bit of light, I'm gonna make a shine. Let it shine. That's <laughs> what it is like, for that moment. I give because, example. I give example, right? When we brought on Marquis Marquis, right? You know, to some Marcus people... Marquis. Oh, Marquis Marquis, you know. Sorry what about that, King. Marquis Marquis, right? And... Marquis Marquis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he came on the show 
And he basically cemented himself forever in Jabatier's legacy because he said, do that hot nigga shit. Oh, he said hot nigga people, shit. <laughs> people still talk about that to this day, to him, because he took his opportunity and made something out of it. People was covering, people was talking about that. It made a little buzz within the Indies, within, the, within, within, within that, right? And he did what he had to do. He was acting himself, and he just authentic and got himself over through the through using the show. Like you said, take whatever opportunity and make sure you shine. And that's one of the 48 laws of power. The ghetto ninja. Matthew put a clip of him with that kick he did, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Amazing Red came back. That was all good and all, but that was just like, but yeah, he's good, but this ghetto ninja, wow. Shout out to Big Game Leroy. Like, literally, Dave Meltzer was talking about him and um, Loki playing video games in the ring. He used the opportunity to show what the world he got. So, honestly, what you're saying, you know, um, a guy like Rusev, everybody will literally buy his merch. But this is why that if you know the intermission is coming, like, you got to make sure that you stay and put yourself out there where you get the residuals. Like, the people like, yeah, Rusev's cool, but they, I want to talk to this guy. You may not buy a shirt. It happens. Trust me, I've seen it at Warriors where they've had right. big names and people go there, but then you have like the other people that's been in the school and people that have been loyal right. to the brand. So no, right. I, right. the the, the right. thing the thing about it is is such a it legit is the definition of a cash twenty two because hundred percent because, because you'll have you'll have someone where you'll feel like oh this person took my spot I've been working so right. hard now the big name is coming. But then on the flip side, the, the positive, the most positive thing I see it is the amount of knowledge the person gets when they have someone that's been through that type of situation and scenarios, and they've been through the business the way that they have. So it it, it literally is the definition of a cash money too. Well, I'll give you so I'll give you one I'll give you one thing. I remember when Matt Matt rest in peace Matt Travis he showed up to a show, digged out like you know, dressed to the nines. And I'm doing security and I, I go up to him like, yo, you, yo, look at you. You know how black people talk. Yo, you fly. Yo, you fly. Yo, you fly. You fly. And he was like, yo, I always come suited and booted because when I spoke to Cody when he was at Hog, he told me, always come suited and booted to a show. Regardless. So then, when Matt told me that, the first show I was on, quote unquote, I came suited and booted. And everybody so, noticed that. Like you got the shine. Everybody it, noticed you. Like who's that guy wearing the suit? Exactly. But but the thing the thing is though, that's the learning tree that my brother was talking about. Cody said something. Matt tells me something because Matt's my senior, low key, because he's been doing it longer than me. I learned something from him. Now I'm taking it. And then if I continue to grow in the business, I'll tell somebody else that. And you talk about it right now. We have independent wrestlers watching it. They go, hmm, okay, cool. So now with that information, right, you can actually tell people like, hey, what's a, like, what's a good way that I can get a suit from? This sad third. Like, yeah, be again, because it, he, the reason why he said it was because you set, your part, you set yourself apart from everybody else. When you walk, when you walk, because everybody's in a t-shirt, sweatpants, and everything. And there's nothing, nothing against them. But appearance means everything. Like the Bucks even talked about when Cody, when they, when they first met Cody, he was like, it was 95 degrees. This guy's in a in a suit. We're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Suited and booted. But that's 
It's learning and what you just said. It's that learning tree. Exactly. I, I've, spoken, I've spoken to the enemy, Darius Carter. And he's and, number one as suited and booted. And mm-hmm. he said the same thing. And he's also talked to people about it. But it's, you, I think at the end of the day, it is a great conversation because it is the definition of a catch-22. Oh, truly. Like, but then, I didn't realize like rap it until game. after like the, the conversation. Game. I was like, damn, like, this is just like the, um, Right. Like, 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 just like the rap game. Let me compare it to rap. Like, you have a headline. Let's say, like, perfect example. Insecure. Wow. Insecure when she had the block party, right? Y'all all see that episode when she had a block party, right? Yes. All I knew, like, as a fan watching it was Vince Staple. But the amount of people that she had on, like, show little um, clips of it. He's like, oh, he had Sir on. Other people I discovered and I become a fan of because the headliner was Vince Staple and everyone else underneath him, you get experience like, okay, cool. Just like um, um, Coachella. You may not know the headline. You may know Beyonce, Ty, I mean, uh, uh, Tyler Creator, but the undercard, you don't know. As a rapper, you don't go like, oh my gosh, Tyler's there. You go, nah, when I get up there, I'm about to kill it. They're about to say my name. And if you watched it, people say in the comments, like, yo, who's this dude? This dude was dope. Who was this person? Blah, 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 blah. Just like in the indies. The undercard, as long as you do what you have to do, make sure that you get, either make sure that whatever spot you may on, even if you have a comedy map, make sure. Because intermission is going to come. People are going to trigger, like, they had to see Cody. Everybody was crazy for Cody, but then the other people. Oh, I saw your match. The match is pretty good. Oh, thank you. Did it not. You become a fan of that person automatically because yeah, it's it's the wonderful world of wrestling that we live in. But move on to last thing before we get into this week in wrestling. Um, the rumor of this week um goes to no other than Matt Riddle. So there have been rumors and hushes and talks that Matthew Riddle will be called up to the Blue Brand. As maybe as early as this week, um, there was a rumor that he recorded a vignette for SmackDown this week um, after his really, I thought, the little remix of a Lions Den. Because I thought of you when I watched the match um, on NXT, Mr. Black. I was like, this is like some, ne- this is a modern day Lions Den match and no one's saying it. But I was like, I thought of you when I watched it. So, do you think, question to the table real quick before we do get into this week in wrestling, do you think that the blue brand is the better brand for Matthew Riddle? Yep. Yeah. Like I said before, the blue brand is the blue collar brand, you know? That's the blue collar television. That's the blue collar television. That's when like, you don't have cable, put on antenna, the blue collar You said brand. put it on what? You got cable, put an antenna in. Oh man! Oh, antenna. Channel. I thought you said put it on Tinder, and I was like, what? No, 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 no. It's the blue collar brand, and Matt Riddle is the type of person that represents that. The amount of pieces to get into, he get into um, him and um, him and Brock, he get into something. Him and AJ, you know, him and um. How he just go up and trade AJ like that? We gonna get into that, but <laughs> that's the house that AJ built. Yeah, that was just so random. That's like. Like to me in my eyes, they trade Apollo and um they um, um they trade Apollo for AJ and they got other like, other stuff too. What you don't have no damn gloves. What's wrong with y'all? I didn't get AJ gloves. I need to get AJ gloves too. You should get some AJ okay. gloves because you know Rona's still, you know, trickling around, so you may get some gloves. I ain't scared of no Rona. We know. Yes, yes you are. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> sir, welcome. Your thoughts real quick. 
Is the blue brand um, the better brand for Matthew Rose? The blue brand is the better brand, but I just hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle up there. I've always been a Matt Riddle fan. You guys know this already. I think From he the is. Beginning. I think he's the complete package, and him on the main roster done correctly. And I'm not just saying that he gets a portion. Just a, no, 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 no. The dude has it all. Like that can be one of the faces of your company. Yeah. So him being on SmackDown is less of a crowded area. It's great for him, but I just want to make sure that they fully use the dude. The so dude- do you? So bone. This must be. This must be the bonus episode. Bonus question: Do you think we'll be? Do you think within the next year we'll be able to get Goldberg versus Matthew Riddle? Of course, because they have no choice, and and, and they need to put an IC title on Matt right away. Not right away. They got to hold that. Yeah, no, no, no. Who who cares? Get him in a feud right away. As soon as that tournament is over, Matt Riddle is money. Matthew versus Daniel Bryan because I actually want Daniel Bryan to win the tournament. That's my pick, bro. Matt Riddle versus Daniel Bryan, money, money. Come on, money, money, money. Hey, money. Matt Riddle's Matt Riddle's money, money. I don't, I don't understand. Like this dude is the epitome. Of sports entertainment. Like he's a complete package. And also, he's like, mind, he has a modern day look. He's not mad, brolic. He's, he's a sexy. decent height. Sexy. How about? What? Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to end that. That whole segment. Wow. That's a quote. Just wild. Why are you so wild? So sexy. this this just set just drop bombs sexy what <laughs> so excellent oh, this is so a cool. wow. we're gonna move Not on to this cool. week in wrestling uh, <laughs> this guy we're coming off the heels of Double or Nothing uh, which we watch we actually all watch together fun fact yeah we do we actually you oh, know had an underground fight club we yeah, had an underground party viewing club. party at Fight Club aka my house. And we actually all watched it together. And it was something cool. Like, I feel like that was the first time I would say even even with us doing the viewing parties, like, we all actually, like, the three of us sat and watched a paper yeah, together. Fine. So that was actually pretty cool to do. Um, so we're coming off the heels of Double or Nothing. Um, SmackDown this week, um, they worked, I think it was the semifinals of the IC title tournament. Um, and then they have this weird thing with fucking Miz and, and Morrison and Braun, and that shit is weird. And then Monday night was Black Excellence Night, where Apollo Crews finally fulfilled his destiny, became United States champion. Um, and also Bobby's out here making sound, making some moves. Um, and then we have NXT this week, where we had the remix of the Lions Den match that we'll get into. And also, I felt like it's gonna be in your NXT in your house is about to be lit, like period, like. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And then you had AEW this week where you had the Battle Royal and you had um, Jungle Boy win the Battle Royal, which I thought Ooh. was actually the best. Like, that was actually a really good choice. Bluetooth disconnected. Um, so I'll start off with Mr. Black. Um, I know you don't want to do down. So what's um, three things that you enjoyed this week in wrestling? Um, the Stampede. 
Um, that whole stampede thing was to me, oh man. It shows you right there and then why Matt Hardy need like um um he just flowers. Like the fact that how he orchestrated that whole event, all of them put together, it was just so from the beginning to the end, it was entertaining. Like it was just like moments I was like, wow. You know, the fact that he able to, again, the fact that he owns his name and his gimmick is equivalent to owning your masters in music. The fact that he had to transition to many different people at the same exact time was great at, at entertainment. Number two, I have to say Tyson and Jericho. Oh, man. Tyson versus Jericho, to me, because if you know Tyson, why about interviews, he always said that he loved wrestling. And he's like a walking encyclopedia. He knows everything about wrestling from beginning to end. He knows about Andre. He just loved wrestling. And Tyson getting a whole resurgence in his whole personal life. He lost weight. He got back to the boxing. And you don't tie in. He's sexy to you? Huh? Oh, yeah, He's yeah. sexy yeah. to you? My son is sexy, you know? My son is sexy. My son Aki, you know? He got the old man strength, you know? I'm so, glad you so, mentioned he got the old man strength because that's exactly so, what he looked like. He looked like the old man strength. The fact that sexy Mike. Like, 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 he looks so happy in the ring. He looks so happy. Like, he could tell he's really enjoying himself and, like, Applaud him to that king because you know stuff personally what stuff he's going through. You understand that he came a long way, and the fact that Tyson could just be the Tyson he always wanted to be, not Mister Angry. I'm gonna eat your kid like this. whole Tyson just could be laughing, you laugh at him, not at him, but with him. So that's another up. Um, of course, number three, my final up is um, again Apollo. The whole segment after, like, like. The opportunity that he got able to win that um, um, the U.S. title. And this guy worked hard, very hard. And he didn't come back. And with his injury, like, he said, oh, my God, Apollo went back, went backwards. His promo before the match, promo after the match, it tells you that. And how he won, the whole thing was just like how he won, he showed his athletic abilities. Like, the fact that he did a, uh, a standing, uh, the fact that he did a standing move so then he did a standing shoe and start press, and he won. Shows diversity, like yo, this man. Okay, okay. Hot nigga shit. Like nigga shit. It shows you that <laughs> yo, that who our nation didn't die, who our nation evolved. So to me, that's all my ups. I, this weekend wrestling was fairly entertaining, like from the beginning to the end, either for Raw or SmackDown. Of course, my bonus: the Pit Fighter match. Oh man. Oh man, oh man, like that alone gave me shades of the Lions that match. You know, they mentioned it on commentary real quick, but obviously she got cut off. But, um, shades and I love NXT because you could take a lot of their gimmicks and put on the main roster. Imagine a pit fire match, Dagan Bryan versus, um, versus, um, Dagan Bryan versus Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle versus something like AJ because that's like it's not really my element. I could do this. Like you can put different people in that ring. Brock versus like put him oh in the Brock, Brock versus Braun Strowman. Jesus, like, that match get anyone? Oh, imagine someone like who's up and coming, like uh, Alberto Carrillo versus Braun Strowman. That match, a monster. Like that's more intimate than a cage match. More and more intimate. Match him going at it, and at the end he ended up winning. Like. That match alone, if it's done right, could get people over the moon, get men, get many people over. Imagine um, 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 Charlotte's 
Rafa bumped that. Versus Sasha Banks versus Say of versus um versus um Blazer in that match. Oh man. Or Sasha Banks versus um Bianca Belair. Come on. Come on. So that's all my ups. All right. So Wilkins, push your three ups for this week in wrestling. Um, first of all, I wanna moonwalk on my opinions about Matt Hardy. Cause I was low key been shitting on him for the past couple of months. But I watched him on AEW. He can still go. Homeboy can still go. He lost some weight. JR mentioned it a hundred times. Um <laughs> Yo, but he JR is funny though, because he he be low key burying people on commentary, but nobody talks about that shit. But it's cool, you know. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, the Stampede match was great, like you mentioned before. I thoroughly enjoyed Raw. And I like the fact that they used the NXT people in the crowd. That was a little thing. They little put the little plexiglass looking like a, a hockey, hockey arena. But it couldn't sit down. Uh, Come on, man. It is what it is. Um and you know, they, I mean, that's they're one trying thing to, to clean when you think about it. Yeah. So I thoroughly, thoroughly got. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Raw, Raw was fun. I gotta give it up to Jericho because he saved that Mike Tyson segment. He saved that Mike Tyson segment. And before Mike came out, the inner circle was giving. Jericho gifts. Oh, hilarious. And they were like all like little Hispanic gifts, like you you, you give. And it was yeah, fun. It was fun. Yeah, the Mexican Tims. Come on, B. That was classic. Yeah, he, um fucking Ortiz gave uh, Jack Hagger um, um some fakes of some Tims. He was like, the no, these, Tims. He's, he's like, these aren't real Tims, but here. And, and it, it was a fun segment, but it's once again Jericho. The anchor there is Jericho. Mike Tyson comes out with a bunch of like weirdo looking people. Mike Tyson, Mr. Grimm is there. And I'm going to talk about that in my ups. But also, like, once again, it's Jericho. Jericho's the anchor throughout the whole, the whole thing. And he really is carrying that company on his back. Like, Generally carrying that company on his back, and they're really gonna have to find their next superstar. Slowly start working for their next superstar. I know it's early. They are. Jericho's not. Gonna, Jericho's not gonna be there forever. But that, those are my. Those are what's basically my ups. Apollo obviously winning was great. MVP is the MVP on Raw. Is the MVP because he's literally he is keeping Raw up and. Last thing, aesthetics, pageantry. I always talk about that. The segment that Drew had with MVP, usually Drew comes out in a fucking, like, you know, T-shirt, whatever, or whatever. Uh Or what came out, all black, dress pants, look like he's about to hit the club because he's in MVP's VIP room. Perfect. 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 And it looked like the way Drew would dress to go to the club. He ain't got no tie on. He's in basic ass colors. His shirt is opened up. Basic ass Drew. Basic ass, but it looked good on him. And, and, and that was like the aesthetics work. Then Austin Theory, which with um Buddy Murphy mm. and Seth Rollins. Mm. Once mm. again, aesthetics. Big dick. Aesthetics. Big dick. They all 
They all look good. They all look good together. And Austin with the new with the no, new gear. Austin with the new gear. Looking sexy. And you're like, yo, this this looks this looks good. This looks like a fucking cult. <laughs> like you guys look great together. And I thoroughly enjoyed wrestling this week in general. Starting on Saturday, I had my issues with with, with double or nothing. There's a couple of like uh, was not worth the fifty dollars. Yeah. I will say Cody's that. match. Cody's match was way too long. Way too long. Um, way too long. And MJ MJF's match was was solid. I I I kind yeah. of enjoyed that. It was. Uh, it was who it was for us? That Lance, um, not Lance Archer. What else was was on the thing? Mosley versus Brody Lee. Oh, I love this spot and. It was yeah. funny because I read an article on Bleacher. Bleacher did the whole like wins, winners, um, lo- like law, like losers for um double or nothing. And the one of the winners they had mentioned, and I and I totally agree was um I was gonna say Luke Harper. Um, fuck is his name on AW? Brody Lee. Yes, they said oh. Brody because the first of all that spot that him and and Moxley did right before the end of the match, I thought was dope. I thought it was a real physical match, which I think worked for both mm-hmm. that were involved. So I, I thoroughly I actually enjoyed the title match more than fucking Cody and um, Lance Archer match. And the yeah, me too, me too. And then, too. And then I, what really... I'm going to say something. Go ahead. I was going to say that even though that had a, this is one of those cases where like wrestling company does in general, like no story of a great match. And because that match was so great, you could build upon that down the road, you know, you can build upon that, how that, yo, you can show the clips of him falling through the stage and stuff like that. That's a great foundation of next time they come around, they can always play that clip. Everybody and likes a me, comeback story, so. Exactly. So that alone is really great. And, um, yeah, pretty much, yeah, you're right. Um, and then the only, actually, I'm going to say my three, but my other down for Jabal and Nothing was, why the fuck did they put on TV Mike Tyson fucking yawning on TV? Who uh, and y'all edit that shit? Yeah. You at that? I, I was. I was like, what the fuck? You at you? You weren't even live, so you had no excuse. Yeah. yeah. And you put on TV Mike Tyson yawning, and then you supposed to. Then then you had me be trying to be excited about him coming on AEW on Wednesday. This nigga was yawning, like. But sexy out. Mike, baby. Sexy Mike. He made it up to those. I kind of, you want to get out of here? Get out of here. He's like, he looked like a, oh, I, I put it on, I put it on a Facebook group. I said, they got Mike Tyson out here looking like a five-year-old excited at his first wrestling match. Like, what the fuck? But then that was my, that was my only, like, that grind my gear was that shit. Because I was like, you Ooh. guys edit that. Like, there was no reason why you should see Mike Tyson yawning during a wrestling match. Listen, too. some stuff. Some stuff slipped through after editing. You probably, you probably, they probably was tired, right? Because there's some yeah, stuff I well, went through. I go shoot. Why no, but that, through? but you know what? That, that shit is fine. We a podcast. That's different. If you're supposed to be able to, nah, to no, have me no, believe excuse. something, how the fuck am I supposed to believe Mike Tyson having a good time if he yawning? How the fuck That's am I supposed true. to believe that? So that that literally was my only negative this week. Um, but my three positives. Um, NXT as a whole, this whole fucking show. God damn it. It was good. It From was good. Was you good. had goddamn cha- shout out to Leon Ruff though. <laughs> Getting out here jobbing and shit. But Ooh. you had AR Fox. Whole school is like phenomenal. Um, 
But you had Champa and I was I'm gonna say Killer Cross anyway. You had Killer Cross's promo that to that got you even more excited about the match. You Ooh. had fucking and y'all know I give me a yim a lot of shit for some things, but the shit her and Keith Lee did in terms <laughs> of their version of the Gargano thing was by far the funniest thing on exactly. NXT. Because I was like, they really went, they really try to push this to the limit here. Like, okay, I'm I'm invested now. You had Finn's little promo. You was just like, Am I gonna get Prince? Am I gonna get Demon? Who am I gonna get? Like it got you like I just felt like the their their building to in your house is it to me has been phenomenal. Um the remix of what the Lions Den match. Oh um, in Sing your out. house is next is next um Sunday. So you know, we'll have another underground party. <laughs> Um, and then you had the you had the um the cage well, we match, pizza there. I'm good. I'm which coming. we may have to get that pizza again because that was mm-hmm. a really good pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had you had Timothy Thatcher tooth coming out. You had real blood. You you had fucking Matt Riddle jumping from the top of the thing. Like it just it the whole episode as a whole just collectively went together. You had <laughs> even you. you had William Regal and Adam Cole on video chat. And and they clowning each other, yo. For Adam Cole to call him a man's man, and then for a really regal to call him Bay Bay, I was like, <laughs> I was like, y'all really wild. But, but the fact that he said Bay Bay, he said, "See what I did there?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and the fact that. Adam Cole said, a man's man. Oh, he right? said, oh, now you want to be a, a man's man. I was yes. like, oh, damn. Y'all like, one right of now. the things is they were talking, I, I, this is my fault because I was flipping through the channels. I was going back to that between AEW. Were they talking about contract negotiations? So, no, they were talking about basically the match that mm-hmm. um, is now going to be the main event uh, for NXT TakeOver in your house where it's going to be Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. And if Dream does not win, he will not get a, another title shot as long as Adam Cole is champion. Um, okay, so bonus. They were going back and forth and negotiating the terms of the match, but also, so with William Regal agreeing to Adam Cole's terms of it being, if Dream doesn't win, it's his last time getting a title shot, the match will be in a dis like in a different location type of shit. Like they 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 turn it all the way up. Like I don't even know where the fuck it's gonna be at. Wing Regal's picking the place. Like I'm like, whoa. So it's gonna be another like sim like I guess it, I think it's gonna be really good. So I'm really excited about in your house. Um the last but not least, and you guys are probably gonna be like, what? Will be AEW Dart. I watch and yet and y'all know I ain't good for watching AEW like that. But I sat yesterday and I watched AEW Dark for an hour and a half. I enjoyed that more than any fucking episode of Dynamite. I swear, God. Like, I don't know. I mean, part of it is because I knew people that was on it. So shout out to Grim for having his match against War. Even though I, I saw so ID, so I posted the picture of him when he came out, his entrance. And he responded, and I was just like, yo, next time tell Warlord, though, that dollar value F5 was real sloppy, though. Like, just let him know I said that. Please and thank you, because it was. So you signed AEW? I don't think he signed. No, he's just, I think, you know, I think those are just opportunities, like tryouts, kind of. Like, when you think about, like, like, think about, like, Evolve. So when you have people that have been in Evolve for a while, and, like, how Austin Theory got called up, in a sense. You know what I mean? Or got signed. In a sense. So think of it kind of in that sense. 
But I thought yeah, AW Dark. Like, yeah, I thought AW Dark was so interesting. I I liked the um, what's the guy's name that does commentary with the mask on? I actually really like telephone. Yeah, actually, I like his voice. So him and Taz on commentary during AW Dark is dope. Um, the fact that it was eleven fucking matches, I was like, oh lord. But I thought it was, I it was, it was match after match after match. It was nothing. It just kept going. It, it for me, I was like, I was invested. I was like, okay, I'm here for it. Oh, shout out to the match on AEW Dark. I was really entertaining. I really had a good time. Um, it was, it was a two part match. Jungle Boy versus one of the li- um, librarians and the guy before that. Um, those two matches to me. It was very good and underrated. And then your boy Marco, your boy Marco kissed um, Leva Bates. I was right. Like, like, it was good. Like, overall, the whole thing was good. And, like, it shows you that when you give these quote-unquote jobbers, like, a real competitive matches, they get good. Like, just like, just like someone posted up. Like, in every industry, there's jobbers. The Power Rangers had the putty. But sometimes, <laughs> to really promote something, the putty got the Z. And they was messing up the Power Rangers. The power is like, you gotta punch a Z in their chest, and they disappear. Sometimes the putty beat them up. And what happens? They get to they, they transform, beat up the putty. Just like yeah. in wrestling. When you I give jobbers more offense, that goddamn reference. But yeah, yeah so, like those, in, so that's my up. I'm excited. Uh, NXT made me made me more excited about TakeOver. Wish I was there. Wish it was with real people. Um, yes. And AW Dark was actually really good. And then, yeah, Sunny Kiss and Jody Janela as a tag team is actually really interesting. Um, and then what else? Someone so, said yeah. that. Someone said that. Reason why Sunny Kiss not on TV like that is because they don't want to. They want to. They don't want to distract the fact that he's gay and take away the shine of um. Kenny but they got Nyla Rose. They had Nyla Rose as champion, and that was again. Sunny was on TV last week. Sunny was on yeah. TV. He was an audience. Was he an audience or was he? No, no, no. He he was in the battle royal. Oh, this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know some people are. But that's a battle royal. That don't count. Yeah, yeah. That's just like when you have a battle royal at, at a school and you put everybody in the school in the battle royal. Like you ain't got no choice but to put everybody in. Yo, how can they park there? Anyway, but yeah, that this week, this week at wrestling is really good. Um, I'm excited. Next week when we do talk, we'll give our NXT takeover predictions. Um, also too, they're starting. You know, after NXT takeover, you have backlash. Um, I gotta figure out when that Firefest is because that's when Brian Cage versus um, John Moxley is happening. Um, and then next week you have Jungle Boy versus Cody, which I actually am, I'm in the, I actually want to watch that, so I'm excited about that. But any last <laughs> words before we go and we say our farewells? Yeah. All right. Well. Um, once again, anytime you see any one of us on our Instagram live, please make sure to join, interact with each other. Um, shout outs to Mr. Black for having a phenomenal interview with one of the best referees, in my opinion, in the Tri-State area. Um, and he's telling his, his, him being very candid and very open and honest about his experience with COVID-19. It got that emotional, B. It did. Like, I tuned in and I was just like, I didn't even know half the stuff he spoke about, like, to have to know someone that watched two people die in front of them, that that's life altering. Like I don't listen to anybody. So um, so once again, thank you to Mr. Black for having that amazing interview. Um, so we'll, right, we'll right. be on Instagram live, you know, throughout the t- throughout the week. Um, so just make sure to tune in for that. Um, I'm working on an Inside the Indies episode, if not next week, then the week after. So stay tuned for that. It's gonna be a real interesting 
topic, I think, and I think it's a necessary one for especially the indie scenes to to get a, a, a earful of, you know, from the other side of the ring, as, as I'm going to put that. Um, but other than that, um, you can always catch any past episodes on our YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. Um, you can always follow us on Instagram, all that jazz. You can always talk to us. Once again, we're all in this together, um, whether it's quarantine or whether it's, you know, fighting the injustice of the world that we live in. We're all in this together. So once again, you can always reach out to any one of us. Um, as always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black. Hashtag Black Excellence. I'm going to some ice cream. Out. All right, bye. I'm as open, got the hands in motion. If you go with rolling, no need to focus. Traveling states and over oceans, you gotta wait till your coast chosen. Try to have lines outside the show, like every part of releases at Barnes and Noble. 